Life is sweet. Let it sweep you off your feet. Hi, you're listening to Find Your Joy. If you're looking for ways to thrive rather than survive in a world that can seem rather chaotic, you're in the right place. We will be sharing stories of our own as well as those from guests who have found ways to bring hope, healing, and freedom into places where trauma has impacted them. I'm Allie, author of The Art of Healing Trauma, and I'm here to remind you that life is sweet. Now, let's dive in and find ways to create our joy. Hi, I'm Allie, and this is Find Your Joy, and I'm really excited and a little bit nervous today because I have the fabulous Nancy Guitar. Nancy is a creator and the host of Small Talk. Now, Small Talk, if you don't know, started out to be, uh, it first started to be a cable show, then a YouTube show, and I guess now we're calling it a podcast. Hi, Nancy, how are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me. Now, did I did I did I do the chronological order of how your show started close to right? Yeah, close to it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, now you've been doing oh, I guess I'll just start with small talk. You've been doing small talk for how many years now? I can't remember small talk because it started out as getting to know you. Right. Uh, that's when I was with Shaw TV, their community access program, and that got closed down. And then I decided, well, if I'm going to start over, I'm going to have a new name. So it might have been about three or four years ago that it changed. And what inspired you? What what even inspired you to start doing something like this? I don't, you know, it was interesting because like I, I, I wanted to volunteer at Shaw and my whole intention was to have a talk show just because I think people's lives are so fascinating, you know, and I yes. just want to know about them and, and talk to them and see what they'd be willing to share. Oh, that's I, I love that you say that. And and for you, I see that your guests, it, it is so eclectic. Like you have artists of all, you know, whether it's musicians or painters or writers or whatever, but you have politicians, you have activists, you have people who just have so many, uh, such a wide variety of interests. How do you find the people that are on your show? Most actually, most of them are through Facebook, but I do get recommendations. Um, a lot of the musicians, especially, are, are recommendations from maybe a record company that I interviewed or something. You know, right. I love. It. Yeah, I really do love it when somebody approaches me and asks me if they can be on the show rather than me always approaching them. But it's mainly through Facebook, I would say. Right. So um, when I was reading a little bit about you, and I was really excited to find out. So you started this. Now, can I, I can out you a little bit. Now, your your age is? I'm 74 currently. I'm going to be 75 uh, in a few weeks. Holy smokes, you're... <laughs> the, 75 is the new 55, I guess. So that's... Um, or is that backwards that I say it? I don't really... I don't remember how that goes exactly, but... You so when you're talking about this, so you started this in your seventies. Uh, in my, like you are limitless in terms of of. There's nothing you're not sitting around saying, "Well, I'm probably not going to start a new career because I'm in my seventies." You're reinventing yourself every day. Well, I'm a late bloomer, to be honest. I really am a late bloomer. You know, I I, I started doing some stand up comedy in my fifties, improv in my sixties, and the show. You know. I just didn't have the confidence when I was younger to do anything like right. this. So 
So I think so. I love this. Let's go down that little trail for a while. So when we're, you know, we see a lot of people and they start to feel like I did this um, an episode some whiles back, some while back because I had this um, ongoing dream. Um, I may have even said this to you before. I can't really remember, but I, but I had this ongoing dream about having a baby, and the baby's name was Joshua. And then, um, it, it, basically, how it turned out was my dream. I believe was all about. Um, looking at people that might feel like they've missed their chance or they're late bloomers or they're in their twilight years, whatever it is, and they start to do this thing that they were maybe created for, born to do. And I love what you're saying. You didn't have the confidence before. Well, I'm not saying I love that you didn't have the confidence. (laughs) But so at what point did you start to think, I'm just going to do this thing. I don't care how old I am. I'm just going to go and be a stand-up comedian in my 50s. Well, it kind of happened because uh, one of my nieces um, had, had entered a, a, a speech contest. It was a humorous speech contest and uh, for uh, uh, sorry, an organization that teaches people public speaking. But anyway, right. she was fantastic. But she didn't win the contest because um, it wasn't really in a speech form. It was like stand-up comedy. So I just happened to say to her, you know, because I felt she should be on stage, but she was shy. So I said, if you do it, I'll do it. And she's, and I said, if I find us a venue, would you do it? And she agreed. So we became the small, uh, wise-ass comedy runts, spelt with a Z. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. And so now did you like did you write your own material? Did you how did you because it's really funny, I know for myself I've thought I've looked at stand-up comedy and you know, you have people say to you all the time, Oh, you're so funny, or you're so this and then someone will say to me, like, do something funny or say something funny, or they thought my book would be funny, or all these things. And I'm like, as soon as someone asks me to be funny, I'm like a deer in the headlights. How did you was it just in you? You just knew you started what did you how did you write your stuff? Well, a lot of it is like about myself. Like I grew up in a family, like we were, we were, um, uh, come from an abusive home. But one of the things that we've always done is have fun together. And we all have this wacky sense of humor, you know? So right. I, I think it was just there. But you, you write your own material and you write the best comedy, I believe, is when you write about what you know. Okay. Right. So, and, the, but also like my niece and I, we did different stage time, but we dropped bombs on each other. You know, I, I would just leave something, say something about her. And, and I walk off on stage and she has to come on and deal with that. Right. So would you just, we just play like that for, for a lot of us. I so, love it. And so was that sort of improvisational? Like when you did that, you didn't, that wasn't rehearsed. You just, you did your bit and then meow, palm, you just dropped, just a, dropped a bomb for her. Yeah, And in a way, that's kind of wonderful because now she has something to open with and it's fresh. Yeah. And we, we have this, this fun part. We we were hired at a local hotel to do a host a, a comedy night uh, once a week. But the, the manager said, OK, no, no bad words. Nothing like that. No. OK. Normally, neither one of us talk like that, at least not in public. But she happened to write this song. And in the song, she drops the F-bomb. And just as she did that, the manager walked in. So we got fired. So we put that on our resume. <laughs> it was just so hilarious. So I mean, comedy that was fired for using the F-bomb. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's like, comedy nowadays. It's all about the F-bomb. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and that it's funny you say that because I think sometimes I don't really care what language someone uses. However, 
the F-bomb in itself is not a joke. So when people use it over and over and over and over again, it kind of, it just waters down what they're saying for me, even though I, I can freely use the, I don't use it. I don't use it when I write. Right. And I don't use it on air. Um, but if you're sitting across the table from me, you're going to hear an F-bomb or two likely. Um, but it's funny when I'm listening to, I know when I'm listening to someone do comedy, sometimes it's funny. It's like in a little mm-hmm. exclamation point at the end of something. And sometimes it kind of diminishes what they're saying. So yeah. how long did you do stand up for? I can't remember. Like somebody wanted to, I, sorry, I have a really bad member for it. No, it's okay. I, hey, I have a brain injury. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm just I'll, I don't remember what we started talking about. I might start repeating everything. So you're, it's all good with me. <laughs> well, we did it for a few years. We had a lot of so, uh, so, sellout shows. And then somebody wanted to um, manage us and send us on uh, different areas across country. But what happened was my niece had young children at the time. And, and right. she felt that she couldn't do that, you know. And so that's a, just sort of fizzled out like that. And then before you know it, somebody invited me to join an improv team. And, oh, that was fun. <laughs> oh, I can just imagine. So that's sort of like um, uh, Whose Line Is It? Or one of those things like Drew Carey and things like that. Right. Yeah. I think that would be really fun because I would imagine that I know how my mind works. And so something that I don't have to remember mm-hmm. and it's just going to be off the top of my head. I actually prefer life that way. Anything, anything, if they, if someone wants me to know ahead of time, I'm like, Oh, now we're going to have a problem. (laughs) So that was fun. And then, so how long did you do that for? Well, quite a number of years. And that, that ended with COVID. Right. Unfortunately, you know, Uh, but I was starting to lose my edge anyway. And, um, uh, like for me, I have to be able to perform well. Doesn't matter what it is. You know, I, I can't, if I'm if I'm struggling, if I'm on stage and I'm struggling, and then somebody else has to carry me, that's not going to work. So it, right. it for me, it ended at a good time, right? Right. It was right. Good. So so you you start out. You're you've basically you've come from this place. Um, you had been really ill as a child, right? I I, I remember reading. I was reading your bio and that you you'd you'd struggle with health things throughout and so that created i'm guessing a certain way that you learn to interact or not and see the world or not because when we're kids and we have health conditions or i i i share a bit we share a lot of common history we've talked about that we share a lot of common history and that kind of creates that's the perfect formula for someone as fabulous as you because i look and i see things that you're doing now so i'm like I'm just blown away. You've got over 500 shows that you've done already. And that's just with this. I mean, that's not talking about all the other things you've done. And I thought, I thought, oh, that's just fabulous. And then I see these paintings that you're doing and the the movement and the color and, the, and it's just, I love them. And then I'm looking and you've been doing stand up and, and improv. And I'm like, there's just seems to be no end to the things that, that pour out of you creatively. It's it's kind of interesting, you know, because I, I was just going to post something this morning on Facebook. Like, I'm a person who never felt they belonged, always felt like I was an outsider uh, looking in. And that comes a lot from being ill as a child. I spent a lot of time alone while my brothers and sisters were, you know, playing and having fun together, right? 
Right. And then at some point I realized like, maybe there's more to me than I think there is, you know, maybe I can do things that I didn't think I could do. So I just start trying things. And the worst thing I can, I, when I hear people say, oh, I'm too old to do something, it's like, that makes me nuts. It really, say you're too afraid, say you can't afford it or something like that, but never say you're too old because why would you be too old? You know, I started painting two years ago. Some of it works out, some of it doesn't, you know, and so what, right? Like, So what if it doesn't work? What's the worst that can happen? (laughs) Right. This is my view of life in general. What's the worst that could happen? You know, you fail. And that's a learning lesson, right? Right. It's amazing. I I forget where I was going with this conversation. No, it's perfect. You went exactly to the right spot because I... Because I love that. And and what it's making me think of is, is um, you know, I'll be 64 this year. You'll be 75, mm-hmm. 75. Okay. So as, as two women that are um, seasoned, as it were, um, <laughs> I, I'm thinking, how do we tell younger women? I don't mean tell them. How do we share um, our hope? our strength, our experience with someone, because I would love to see somebody catch this at 20 and not at 40 and 50 and 60. I mean, it's great. And I don't care if they're 90 and they catch it, just please catch it. If you're 90, if you're 20, what do we want to say? What do we want to tell them? The the problem with, I think with when we're younger is we want to impress Mm. We, we don't know how to be ourselves. We need to we dress maybe for a, a man or another woman or something like that, because, you know, you look out there and, they, and you read the ads, see the ads and we all have to look a certain way. And I grew up thinking those things about myself, too. You, you know, uh, it wasn't I took some acting classes and, and a teacher said to me, Nancy, you're quirky. And that's a good thing. And that's what woke me up. Like it made me realize that it's OK to be different. It's okay to just do those things that you want to do. Be your own person. Don't be what somebody else expects you to be. And that's the biggest thing for, for females, especially, you know? Yes. Let's yes. The world we live in, like, if you're older, well, you no longer can be a, a, a host of a, a, on a news. You can't be a news anchor if you're female. Right. Males, they let males do that. So we have to stop that. We have to go try anyway. Keep trying. And eventually they're going to realize, like, wait a minute, you know, these females are just as good as this older male, this older female. Mm-hmm. We have we have the ability to do whatever we want. We we stop ourselves. That's what I believe. We stop ourselves. So if you're a young person out there, be you. Don't be what somebody else expects you to be. Yes. Yes. And find out what being you means, because I think I, I love when you're saying that, because I think now I can only speak for myself. And I'm I'm going to say for all the slagging of the uh, generations that come after us, that goes on. I see it the opposite. And maybe and maybe it's because like you, you have a niece and I have kids. Uh, my kids are adults now. In fact, my granddaughter's an adult now. I have grandkids. But I think that that's one thing that really connects me to the younger generations I think they're amazing and I see young women are you know I get it they're standing on our shoulders and that's wonderful but they still have to choose to do that on their own Mm -hmm. and I see the the generations behind us coming up um, a lot of them 
stronger and really focused way more than I was at their age. Like I don't, you know, I was, I was a teenager in the seventies. I promise you, I wasn't considering my life path at that time. Right. I was, and in that, in the generation that I come from, it sounds so funny to say that, but it really was a lot more about, um, I think as a young woman, I thought it was quite important to be pretty, to be um, liked, um, to have a man, uh, to maybe be a mother, maybe be able to cook like these things. Even though I had other dreams and goals, it was still being sold to us that this was the way to be a woman. Yeah. This this was still the shtick that was, you know, this was still the rhetoric that was going on. I don't really know how much it is now because I still see young people that appear to be a little bit concerned about what anyone else thinks. So I don't think they're completely free of it, but I think that they might. I don't know. What do you think? I think that they're the generations behind us seem to be getting it a little bit quicker than we did. Of course, because it, they're t- it's talked about. Yes. When I grew up, nobody ever talked about what women should or shouldn't do. You just know your place. Know your yes. Basically, yeah. that was it, you know, but that's not the world we, you know, because it's so open now um, mm-hmm. with the Internet, with all kinds of, uh, uh, you know, like Facebook and all these, we can see things differently. Yes. People view things differently. Right. Yes, so exactly. That's a wonderful thing. I mean, again, there's still going to be. Though all of those that want to look like a certain way, whatever, like that, you know, like, you know, when when I was think about Princess Diana, Diana, uh, Diana, people copied her hair because she had yes. this, you know, one, and I'm yes. thinking, why? <laughs> you know, like for me, it's like, why? Why aren't you just being you? Right. Like, for, for some people, it's, it's hard to get there. But again, because people are talking about it, it's yes. easy to get there now. It is. And or to even be away, aware that there's a there to get to. Yes, exactly. I, I didn't even know. It didn't even really occur to me. I mean, I was more concerned with fitting in. That was what was important. Mm-hmm. And and uh, so I love that. I love that so much. So when you so now when you're what's next? What's next for Nancy Guitar? I mean, first of all, you got the best name ever. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because a lot of people think it's a name, a stage name, and it is actually my name. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love it. So, yes. so what's next for you? I mean, I, I mean, it just seems you're so limitless to me. You're just limitless. Well, right now, I'm just you know, uh, I'm in the process. Well, I have a lot of interviews coming up, and I which I will continue as long as I can speak properly without stumbling over my words. But I'm in the process of organizing myself a great big birthday party for my 75th birthday. You're invited, of course. It's on oh my gosh May 13th here in Chilliwack at the Ashlitz Hall. Um, so I'm organizing that. And the whole idea was like, I don't want presents because what do I need? I don't want stuff, please. Yes, yes, yes. It's just because of COVID and all the bad, you know, a lot of bad stuff that came out of there. I want people to just. Come and have fun. We're going to have live musicians and it's a potluck and it's just get up there and dance if you can dance or, you know, just share some laughs and some fun with people. Just yes. Just because. Just because we can. 
after that, I don't know more painting, probably. Uh, I haven't thought about anything else that I, you know, I mean, I, mean, I do think about things and I think, nah, do I want to do that? Does it take how much work? How much work <laughs> energy is it going to take? Like, nah, maybe not. And and I uh, I live in a condo and I'm also on the social committee here. So I'm busy, of course. you know, and I'm also on council. Hate that. <laughs> I just did it because they need people. Um, right. So I have a very full life, you know, and so it's it's yeah. a lot of stuff to do. And it's like, OK, I don't need to think on anymore at this point. But, you yes. know, might be something new tomorrow. Who knows? Exactly. So when if people want to contact you to um, to see if they're a fit for your show, um, what are some of the ways that they can do that? How, how are they going to get in touch with you? The easiest way is on Facebook, just my under my personal name, Nancy Guitar. My show is also on there under a small talk, Nancy Guitar as well. And it, as for fit, you know, I had somebody on who 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 swore, did dropped a lot of <laughs> bad language, and I laughed so much. It was so much fun. I don't edit. I don't know how to edit. I hate editing. So right, you just get what you see. But but Facebook is probably the easiest way. Okay. So is there any is there anybody that you're kind of hoping to interview or any style of uh, or any um, what am I any uh, type of person that you're looking for? Like, how do people know if they're going to be a fit for you? Who who, who are you? What kind of people are you interested in? Anybody who's willing to, get, to talk in front of a camera, anybody who has something to share or they want to talk about their business or their creativity. Like what I do when I look for people on Facebook, I look at the first thing I do is look at their profile. Some people say self-employed and that's it. And it's like, well, what the heck does that mean? I don't know what that means. Right. You can't find anything. So if you put, if you put like, for instance, author or a a podcaster or, you know, whatever it is, put what you do. And then I think, oh, maybe they'd be like to be on this show. I don't care what you do. I'm just happy to have you on. Oh, that's wonderful. Right, right. Because the more the variety, the better. Never had a doctor on yet. That's one of my dreams, is to have a doctor. Okay, well, hey, if I've got some doctor friends out there, I know I do. Um, <laughs> Nancy would love to interview you. And just, uh, well, that's great. I, I won't call them out by name, but, you know. <laughs> well, tell them if they're interested, please contact me. I mean, more than happy. I mean, I'm booked pretty well till the end of May. Um, because I I only had the show three days a week. So um, right. well, I used to do it five days a week, but it was too much. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm always happy to book new people on anytime. Wow, you're doing th- three shows a week? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> My gosh, I have so much to learn from you. It's just, just this is wonderful. Well, Nancy, I, 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 I would love to have you on as a guest again another day because there is so I know that we're just scratching the surface. I know that we are. You're just you're just a, a delight. <laughs> you hate to use that word because you <laughs> I just it's just the truth. It's just a, the a, the most uh, honest descriptive word I can think about you. You're just a delightful human being. You're just uh you're wonderful, you're inspiring. You've been doing so much for so long and there just seems to be more popping up out of you all the time. So I guess the message here today is it's never too late. Be yourself and don't ever tell Nancy Guitar that you're too old to do anything. <laughs> more importantly, have fun. Yeah. Have fun. 
Yes, because <laughs> life is much shorter than we would like it to be. For sure. Yeah. Oh, this well, has been Thank you. <laughs> but part of me? This has been fun for me, too. So thank you. I do appreciate you inviting me on. Oh, I'm I'm it, it, I'm I'm so happy that you came, and I and like I said, oh, I'll be for sure asking you back. <laughs> well, you can get a hold of Nancy Small Talk with Nancy Guitar, uh, Nancy Guitar on LinkedIn on Facebook. I will definitely have all her links will be in the show notes. Uh, thank you again, Nancy, for being here. It's been it's been really fun, and I'm Allie, and this is Find Your Joy. Now go out and find some joy. And have fun, because Nancy said so. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you found a piece of your joy in this episode, I would love to hear about what came up for you so that we can continue to grow the impact of this show. Thanks again. See you soon. And remember, find your joy. 